Well, welcome back to another MarTech Zone interviews. On today's show, we have Mary Koberstein from Avianos. Uh, Mary is going to talk about the role of personalization uh, and how it impacts the overall customer journey. This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. Welcome back to another MarTech Zone interviews. On today's show, we're talking to Mary Koberstein. Mary is the Senior Director uh, Leading Marketing and Experience Practices at Avianos. Uh, and today is, I think, an important, um, an important show, uh, mostly because people have obviously ramped up their digital transformation and ramped up their digital marketing. But we're going to talk a little bit about the role of personalization uh, in in the customer journey. And so, uh, first of all, Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And Mary, talk about your uh, talk about your experience on this on this subject and, and kind of your past and, and maybe what Avianos uh, provides the market. Yeah. So, you know, I've been in the space for, you know, almost 10 years now really started my career focused on, you know, your traditional digital marketing campaigns, right? Think about emails, marketing automation, social, SEO, paid search, campaign management, uh, and analytics. And I think, you know, seen a lot of different types of clients. Being in consulting, you get exposed to the super large mature retailers, right? That might be farther down the path. And then there might be a more immature, new to the space, you know, B2B client that's in manufacturing and they have their first commerce site, right? So how am I personalizing those experiences? What's the content there? So I think seeing a lot of ranges and maturity from, you know, what people are doing well, where people are getting started and maybe where, you know, certain clients have started, but can't get past that pilot phase, right? It hasn't become part of the muscle memory of the organization. So I think, you know, I'm really excited to be here today to talk about, you know, how does personalization apply across, you know, many industries. I've worked with uh, retailers, chemicals distributors and manufacturers, uh, financial services companies, uh, the like, right? So uh, been, been through a couple different types of projects, I think. At Avianos, we've had some great, you know, success stories driving personalization for uh, some Fortune 100 companies like JLL. Uh, you know, they're a corporate real estate company. We drove uh, and really created a new, a new program that started with no personalization to, you know, complex ABM personalized engagements, driving you know 100% increase in contact completions and conversions. Uh, 55% lift and, you know, that target account engagement. So, you know, I think we have a lot of stories to tell. Um, so really excited to get the, the ball rolling. That's fantastic. And so you, you touched on, first of all, you know, uh, obviously with the increase in the dramatic increase in the results that you're getting, that's, that's obviously the advantage, right? Is um, you want to personalize because, uh, nobody wants to open an email that's generic and written to everybody, right? Right. <laughs> you know, we, we, but I think it's from a personal standpoint, whether you're a consumer or business, um, as soon as you see a connection between your industry or your job or your problem, and then what the person is communicating to you, that's, that's that opportunity, right? That's where people get, get stuck, if you will. Right. 
Right. And I think that's one of the really cool things that, you know, I love about my job, right? I get to talk about this stuff, you know, work with different clients, help them, you know, coach, coach them through this journey, providing, you know, best practices, you know, steps to maturity, right? This doesn't, doesn't happen overnight. Right. But then, you know, in my personal life too, you know, I'm a consumer. So when I receive an email from a brand that, you know, says, hi, Mary, but everything else I know is generic, right? <laughs> I, I'm a, a woman who's, you know, upper 20s, early 30s age range. And if they're sending me stuff for, you know, targeted at males, you know, that's not really hitting the mark. And that's some very basic blocking and tackling that, you know, brands really need to focus on getting right. Well, and there, there so many brands right now are obviously marketing, marketing departments were hit hard, you know, with, with the downturn sure. in the economy and stuff. And so I feel like a lot of brands are spending all of this time producing and producing terrible right. <laughs> and they're producing batch and blast, you know, terrible results, everything else. And they can't keep up with that. And right. so now they look at personalization and, and, and the first thing from a marketer's, uh, you know, mind might be Mary, how, how I can't even keep up with the batch and blast newsletter right now. You know, how do I, how, how are you going to tell me that this is a more efficient way of operation and, and how do I get it done? How do I, you know, and, and talk about that, you know, the differences between uh, the requirements from a resource standpoint for, you know, to move up that stage uh, of, of maturity. Sure. And I think, um, I think that's that's totally spot on, right? I think the top three kind of challenges or barriers that you know I hear from my clients is one, right? We have a lack of budget, especially this year. We know everything is tight. Um, so how are we making sure that we are driving the most value from that and that we're investing in areas that are ultimately driving those results, right? We need to make sure that we're not just sending campaigns for the sake of sending them, right? But making sure that we're measuring the outputs that those are driving towards the business. What is the leads that are being generated? What are the engagement actions that are being generated? Are we driving higher, um, you know, or larger basket sizes, right? From a commerce perspective, making sure that those things are more tailored. I think the other two challenges um, that I hear a lot is, you know, certainly in consulting, just a lack of personnel and the skills that go with that, right? This might be new, a new skill set for many organizations. Um, maybe they have, you know, a, a great employee that they want to enable and really, you know, provide some more training with them where, you know, we can do some more kind of leadership training, enablement type engagements, and then slowly let them take over, right? Where we're there then shifting from, us leading them, you know, supporting to then, you know, the client actually leading that and Avianos being that safety net for best practices and, and support. Um, and I think, you know, when you struggle with just the volume of things coming up, and I think this is also certainly applicable for retailers this time of year, getting ready for all the holidays, you know, you have code freezes in place already, right? Getting ready for Thanksgiving, Black Friday, uh, Christmas and the like, it's really about starting with your analytics, right? You need to take an honest look at what those campaigns you have are driving and what you're really trying to get out of them. Because it's really about working smarter and not harder, 
right? Everybody's got a ton on their plate. We don't need to add more to the to-do list. Um, but really looking at your organization's goals, if I am focused on uh, a retailer, right? I'm a, a brand retailer and I'm really looking to drive more engagement and you know, revenue sales through you know, Black Friday, for an example. I need to make sure that I understand what my metrics are that are gonna drive that, right? Am I looking to drive certain product promotions or uh, you know, kind of assortments of packages, right? Am I looking at driving a specific product that maybe you know, is a one-off special offer? Um, are there other promotions in place? You know, buy two, get one, you know, the third free, something like that. Really look at what those goals are and how that aligns to your KPIs. If you're looking at revenue, basket size, you know, average order value, uh, repeat customers versus new customers, think about what those KPIs are and then start to work backwards and look at, okay, if I'm looking at, you know, increasing loyalty with my existing customer base, let's look at email, right? That's a, a low cost channel. You're not paying for those placements and you theoretically should have a good amount of healthy data from that, right? Where you can provide more of that tailored experience. Now, I think the other piece with that, that, you know, a lot of people do really well is some of that baseline personalization in an email, right? We talked about, you know, hi, Mary or hi, Douglas. Uh, you know, have you seen these latest offers or these new products? We have an upcoming sale, but taking that actual dynamic content from the email and then translating that to the web experience, because so often those two pieces are, are disconnected, right? Where you're not, you have all this great content and data for the email or the marketing campaign, but then once you get to the site, it's just to the homepage, right? So what happened to that personalization? What happened to that specific, you know, tailored products for me. And I think it's making sure that, again, you're using that data on the campaigns and then continuing to tailor that as that landing page experience. That's ultimately going to drive to your conversion point, right? Um, Click-throughs are great. Uh, conversions are better, right? Yes. We want to see the, the ROI and the revenue coming in from that. Um, so I would say, you know, it's really, again, starting with, the data that you have on campaign performance, uh, customer information, demographic type uh, or geolocations on your site, right? If somebody's in the South, probably don't need to show them a banner for a winter coat um, and, you know, vice versa. So there are some simple dynamic uh, content pieces, right, that can help that personalization there and really start to pair that with the data that you have on your existing customers. Uh, that's fantastic, and and I love that that you know you said starting with the data because I think that's where before when I was talking about level of effort, you know, if your level of effort is getting you a four percent click through rate, right, <laughs> and a you know and a one percent conversion rate on you know ten thousand recipients or a hundred thousand recipients. You know, if you if you flip that and say, okay, well, I'm going to work just as hard to work on a personalized one personalized segment. I exactly. if I check analytics and I see that this product is selling really well right now and trending high, and and so I just create a segment and create a personalized experience for that person. And like you said, start with the email, then bring them to a landing page or a, a section of the site that's personalized, and you get a 
50% conversion rate on that, you know, right. which, which level of effort actually attained more. And I think that's something that marketers often miss is that if, oh my God, if we don't market to everybody, <laughs> you yeah. know, we're, we're somehow going to lose, um, lose money when it's quite the opposite, isn't it? Right. It's that if you target everybody effectively, even if it's a reduced number, right. that the impact on that is substantially higher. Exactly. And I think, you know, that also kind of alludes to the point of, you know, I know one of the questions, you know, I've thought about is, is too much personalization possible, right? And I think so many marketers, when they're trying to deploy more personalization, it can be overwhelming, right? So it's really thinking about, okay, don't freeze, right? We, we need to keep going. Uh, don't get that analysis paralysis. You really need to get started with some of those micro segments. And I think part of that also really comes to more than too much personalization being possible, it is far more likely that bad personalization is happening, right? Because that bad personalization could be a symptom of bad data, right? I am not collecting information appropriately, or I have multiple records for, you know, an existing customer. I'm not creating that 360 degree view of who somebody is because, you know, personalization, as much as there is, you know, data and content um, and, you know, really focused on that user experience, it's all summing up to what we understand about that person and that yeah. human being, right? So their affinity to certain, you know, brands or, you know, activities, hobbies even, right? Core interests that they might have. Those are all things that all sum up to you know, who that person is and what they're actually going to react to and engage with. Uh, I love, and, yeah, that's, I want to, I want to, I want to break into that because I think that's so important. I think, you know, traditionally, if you were going to do, let's say email marketing, you would have a preference page, right? That basically said, unsubscribe from this publication, unsubscribe from this right. publication, <laughs> unsubscribe from this publication. And none of that is from a, all of that is operational in nature for a marketer. And none of that is consumer or business, you know, personalization. If, right. if uh, you know, we're working with a, a, a national company right now that they have advocates, they have donors, they have people that attend events. And so right. we, they might have 30 different publications that they write, but if we just captured their interests and said, hey, if you're interested in events, then right. we would send this you know, email and have some personalization towards that. And I feel like that level of maturity is one that people, you know, because of marketing operations and because of the sophistication of tools, they start with a list. Sure. <laughs> you know, There's always and, lists, right? yeah, instead of starting with the actual, what you were talking about, the demographics and firmographics and, and, and interest, interest is the one that piqued me when you said that. That's why I had to blurt that out is, <laughs> is when you ask people what their interests are, they'll tell you what their interests are. And nowadays you don't have to work from a, uh, from a unsubscribe page. You could have a preference page where you ask people what their interests are and you could onboard them and ask them what their interests are. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. then you, and then like you said, then you can communicate to them, segment, personalize, take them through a customer journey through to a conversion. Right. Exactly. And well, I think, um, 
how, how do you get started? How do you, you know, when you guys get started with a company that is at that zero maturity, so they're just batch and blast, you know, what, what, what's the first kind of step do you take in, you know, kind of analyzing what you said, what's too much and, and what's just right from a personalization standpoint? Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's kind of three layers to it, right? The first piece is looking at the data. Um, I can't stress that enough, right? We need to be grounded in reality and thinking about, you know, where are we today? Let's benchmark the performance, good, bad, or ugly, right? We need to just kind of rip the Band-Aid off and, you know, address where exactly we are so that we can start to forecast and plan what we think is realistic. And that really starts with what those KPIs are that we're looking to track. I think, you know, a lot of our clients at Avianos are large B2B companies, right? They could be more of the commercial size or more enterprise. Um, but a lot of that starts with, I'm really looking to increase my revenue, understand what, you know, marketing is really driving and understand that ROI for the business, as well as looking to provide better customer experiences. Cause we know, uh, all of our personal experiences as a consumer are really have fully bled into the B2B space. Oh, I um, love that you said that. <laughs> I mean, it's true, right? Yes. You know, even when I receive an email from, you know, somebody targeting me for something on my work email, I, I critique it highly. And that's because this is my job and, you know, I advise other companies on this. So when somebody reaches out, I'm going to be extra critical and say, you don't understand my role. You're not using my information from LinkedIn properly. And you haven't done your appropriate research to really understand what my role is within my organization. And I think, you know, again, that comes back to the data and goals that you have initially. Think about what those real tactics are and start to look at where your opportunity lies. Uh, I think most often that we start with is looking at, you know, Honestly, not all marketing channels are created equally. They all have different goals and objectives. So if you're focused on lead generation or account-based you know, marketing generation or demand that way, we probably don't need to be doing a ton of paid search, right? That's not gonna provide the ROI that is aligned to your business goals. So let's zero in on those tactics whether it's an existing customer base that you have that you're looking to better engage, uh, you're looking to really understand and clean up maybe some of that customer base. I think a lot of customers might say, you know, I like to ask the question, how many contacts or leads do you have in your you know, marketing automation platform? And oftentimes it's the question of, uh, well, you know, we might have a million, but I think 500K are dormant right? Or inaccurate, or we have no idea. And it's, you know, taking a look at that to say, okay, then let's put those 500k aside. Let's focus on the 500k that we know are accurate, because that's going to give us the best results. Um, I think from there, you know, looking at process, we need to understand who the people are internally. Um, this doesn't happen magically, right? Avianos, I mean, we can certainly provide, you know, teams that are going to run this 100% for you. We can do it start to finish, continue operations. But I think where a lot of our clients need more help is they might just be short staffed, right? Or they haven't done this before. 
So they want somebody to get this program, you know, maybe it's an initial pilot and then from pilot to that evergreen program for more iterative data-driven campaigns and personalization. But ultimately they wanna be able to own that in-house and have their marketing teams take that over. So it's about identifying, you know, who are those right people that are gonna be your stewards or your captains, right? That eventually are gonna own this and identifying what skill sets they need. If it's looking at content development for these different personalizations or um, you know, user experience understanding, what are the different ways that people really need to engage and are gonna drive that, that conversion or call to action. And then also looking at the data behind it, right? So people that can review data, analyze data and provide insights and recommendations into how to move forward. I think the final piece, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on it, is just the technology that's around there. So continuing down the current state kind of benchmarking, we need to be realistic with what technology that brand or that company might have today and what you know might be a future investment that's gonna help enable and scale that. Because ultimately, once you have the resources and you have your data and KPI plan, you're starting to identify what you wanna personalize. But in order to get out of that pilot phase, you need to have a tool that's gonna help you scale and provide more automation and even some more insight, right, into some more dynamic and AI-driven uh, experiences for your customers. As, as someone is going on this journey, you know, you talked about, I really love that you talked about people and you talked about process um, and data, you know, just a ton. How about, how about tools? You know, are there tools from, a, obviously from an execution standpoint, there's systems that need to be there, but are there tools like, you know, to, to basically get that data that you need, persona research, uh, anything like that, that that you guys utilize or recommend? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we are uh, Adobe and Salesforce partners. Um, so, you know, those are, in our opinion, you know, I think best in breed technology, right, across the whole, the whole marketing stack. So, um, where the personalization piece comes in, um, you know, and specifically on the Adobe side is with the combination of Adobe Analytics and Adobe Target. So I talked a lot about um, the data, right? Looking at those KPIs, um, Analy Adobe Analytics provides a fantastic, you know, workspace to really evaluate that data and summarize it so that you can then act on it for better targeted experiences. Um, in Adobe Target. Uh, great name on their part, right? right. Um, <laughs> so I think, you know, that's certainly one tool or, you know, really set of tools that are really able to provide that scale at the enterprise level, um, as well as, you know, more junior type experiences, right? Uh, Adobe Target provides both, you know, the ability to A-B test. So maybe you're not ready for that true dynamic content and audience building for these different customer segments or, you know, personas, maybe it's starting with a simple A-B test on, on a homepage hero, right? You have a customer segment you're trying to learn a little bit more about. So you want to give them a couple of options for, you know, option A, B, C, or D, right? See what people react to, see what messaging resonates on the calls to action or the hero imagery. Um, there are a lot of uh, 
ways that you can dynamically scale and really grow as an organization with a tool like Adobe Target. Yeah. I think, you know, going to the more mature experiences um, for JLL, for example, we helped implement some dynamic uh, personalized content recommendations for different content articles that they had on their site. So providing, you know, a higher level of content blocks that are being dynamically pulled, right? This comes back to the working smarter, not harder. There's a ton of great technology that has more AI-based information at the core that can really help your teams understand and leverage some of that that are going to drive better results. And so, and so something like that would be, you know, if I'm, if I'm uh, targeting a healthcare you know, professional and, and, and that indicator is within my database. Basically when they land on the page of maybe it, maybe it's blog articles, they're going to say healthcare related articles and they're probably going to yeah. see them in the, in the, uh, you know, in, from an engagement sorting standpoint where most engaged versus least engaged. Right. Exactly. So yeah. an another example um, with JLL, we did, I mentioned a, a personalized account-based marketing campaign, right? So we have data on different types of customers uh, and their roles within certain organizations and industries. So somebody who is a marketer in the health sciences industry uh, at a company that is, you know, greater than 1 billion in revenue is seeing a different homepage hero, a different uh, recommendation for a blog article for their industry and a different CTA that's going to be aligned to the campaign that drove them there versus somebody that is coming from a chemicals distributor and is on the sales side, right? So there's role-based items that we can personalize, certainly industry uh, relevant imagery. I think you know, the content and the CTAs, getting that language right is always important, but there's the subconscious alignment and understanding of, you understand who I am when you have a more, you know, personalized image, right? Um, that subconsciously is gonna trigger that that customer or that client really understands me, they know me, and they're trying to provide me with the content that's gonna be most applicable to what I'm interested in. Uh. That's fantastic. Well, um, for those uh, folks uh, interested, um, you know, what size companies does Avianos work with? And obviously, if you're on Adobe Technologies, so right up there, you know, the, the, if you're on uh, Adobe Target and utilizing Adobe Analytics, um, you guys are, are critical. Your Salesforce partners as well. Uh, so that's that's awesome. But, you know, from a size standpoint and, um what, who do you like to work with the most? Yeah, you know, I I don't like to, you know, shoo anyone away. I think <laughs> part of, uh, you know, I think part of what is fun about Avianos is that we have the ability to really scale with very large enterprises, right? We have a, a great track record with um, some larger, you know, multi-billion dollar companies but we also are able to be very lean for some smaller organizations that are really getting started. That's so, great. you know, 400 to 500 million and above, you know, we get it. Yeah. Everybody needs to start somewhere. Um, so I think, you know, we have a broad uh, client base 
uh, that I think keeps things interesting, you know, also for our, our team members, right? Everybody is a problem solver. Everybody is very um, interested in kind of putting these different puzzle pieces together um, for different clients, right? Because it is about really understanding the client's context, their industry, their challenges, their goals and KPIs, because we want to make sure that whatever project we're doing is aligned to a specific outcome. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of companies, you know, that you can sign up with to do campaigns and run them. But I think we are very passionate about making sure that we're overall helping you drive those outcomes and that in time we're helping you increase your maturity. I think that's absolutely critical. We, we, we recently did a blog post where we were talking about, you know, selecting an agency and selecting a partner. And, um, you know, I use this term and it's probably a terrible term to use, but there are a lot of bolt turners out there. There's a lot of people that can do (laughs) what you ask them to do. Um, But, but really the, the, the opportunity when you're working with a company like Avianos is, uh, and I don't have any financial, you know, relationship with you guys or anything like that. So just, you know, when people are saying this, I, I, the, the opportunity is that you guys are working across a spectrum of size companies, maturity of companies, everything else. And, and for a company to tap into a, you know, a, a partner like Avianos who has that breadth of experience, understands how to take you there, um, and obviously is focused on that roadmap and vision instead of just turning a bolt. You know, I, I think that's critical nowadays and the return on investment on that is amazing. I mean, I always tell people that you'd be surprised that if you were gonna go hire a marketing team and fill your own marketing team with three or four people, the expense of that to get them ramped up, trained, mature, processes in place, the, right. uh, platforms in place, compared to, you know, hire one person, like you were saying, uh, you didn't say one person, but I'm going to say it, H- hire one person to work with Avianos, to have Avianos train and, and, and get up to speed while you ramp this up, you can get where you want to go so much quicker and so much more efficient. And I think it's, it's, it's something that's not, you know, uh, maybe, maybe part of the problem is your competition in the industry is there's a lot of bolt turners, you know, and they just want to come yeah. in and, and they just want to do what you tell them to do. Um, but the, but companies like Avianos are truly kind of gems and you got to look for them. If you're looking for a per- partner, you really need to seek out a company that was speaking exactly the way you were. You talked about research, looking at data, identifying opportunities, building that roadmap, developing people internal. And um, I know we started on personalization, but that maturity, you have to have all those pieces in place to really do it well. So kudos yeah. to you guys for that. Exactly. Well, Thanks for that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm passionate about that within this industry. I, I really get upset at the companies that just kind of uh, I, I hate saying it, but take the money and run, you know, they right. will implement anything you ask them to implement at the dollar cost per hour to implement it. And they really don't care whether it worked or not. Right. And, and, and uh, there's plenty of money to be made in, in if you're a company like that. But the problem is, is that it really leaves a bad taste in people's mouths for people coming to, to you, you know, is, right. well, we worked with four other partners before and, you know, they ran us out of budget and they, they missed expectations and everything else. And it's because they weren't interested in the welfare of the company. They were, they were interested in selling ours. 
Exactly. And I think, um, you know, just to take that one step further, our, uh, our executive team is so passionate about that, uh, being in the consulting and digital industry for, you know, over 20 years, um, that, you know, we are starting to roll out some new different types of, you know, engagements where we're actually putting some skin in the game too. You know, being focused on those outcomes, you know, we're rolling out Aviano's results, which really drives to, let's help you get started. But, you know, we're so confident that we are able to drive these results for you that, you know, we're also going to put some skin in the game. Oh, that's right? awesome. Um, our client success is our success. And I think, you know, what makes us successful and a great place to work is really engaging with our clients and having those positive relationships. Um, one of the, the best things, you know, that you can hear from a client is having them say, oh, I talked to so-and-so from, you know, this previous client work that you guys did and they couldn't stop talking about, you know, Thomas, right? Or whoever it was. And I think those are the things that, you know, we get excited about and, you know, they're going to continue to drive uh, success. That's fantastic. Well, where do, uh, where do people go to follow you and, and how do they get a hold of Avianos? Yeah. Um, so you can follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, we're on all the, the major social networks, but I think our LinkedIn content is the best. Uh, shout out to our marketing team for keeping things relevant. Um, it's Avianos, A-V-I-O-N-O-S. Um, and then you can also follow us. We do have a uh, personalization coffee chat coming up that um, should be pretty interesting. It's an exciting event, so people can also sign up for that. Um, it is virtual at avianos.com. Cool, um, fantastic. Then, we'll, put, we'll put the registration link in the show notes on this as well. Awesome. And then you can follow me on LinkedIn, Mary Koberstein. Uh, it is confusing. I have both my uh, new last name and my maiden name on there. So don't get overwhelmed <laughs> by, by the long German names. <laughs> well, fantastic. This was an outstanding conversation. And thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, this, uh, uh, once again, Mary Koberstein, uh, Senior Director uh, who leads marketing experience practices at Avianos. Uh, just a phenomenal show on personalization. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks so much, Douglas. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.